Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast. Carmen, I've just realised mm. that if, without even, you know, working out that I say that every single time, it's just mm. formulaic, it just comes out. Yeah. Welcome to the Experts Podcast. It's I've got to do something a little different from I, here. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with a show that feels like an old shoe. <laughs> you just Are you calling me an old shoe? You, the show, things you say, but that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. It's comfortable. We don't want to push people outside of, you know, the norm. It's Ladies nice. and gentlemen. And that's Carmen Braidwood, co-host of the Experts Podcast, and my name is The Old Shoe. Hello, Nick Hayes. Well, we've got a really exciting one here today. Um, I think this is representative of the new generation of CEOs that are out there. He's okay. up and about, and uh, I think this is going to be really hitting a chord with many experts and many business owners out there, because when you think of small businesses and micro-businesses, you are the CEO of your organisation. So oh, for sure. Carmen Braidwood, you're CEO of your business. And yet I haven't put that on LinkedIn because I don't think it seems right. Yeah. I'm not really CEO of Carmen Braidwood Creative because I am not managing an 80-person strong team, unlike our guest who is. Unlike our guest. James Curtis Elements, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. What a jingle as well at the start. I was quite <laughs> impressed. Oh, the jingle. You like yeah, the jingle? Yeah. The voiceover guy, we've got a sack. But I tell you what, it's uh, it's one to start. James, I wanted to bring you in to the show because you are, as I described, the new generation of CEO. You're, you're sort of not that white-haired, sort of 50-plus gentleman <laughs> running 25 years experience sitting in front or behind a big desk. You're, you're up and about. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I've got grey hairs starting to come through, um, but, uh, you know... It doesn't. That's right. But, uh, it, yeah, look, it is quite an interesting space. I mean, uh, when you look at the different, I guess, leaders across organisations and industries, there's uh, a bit of a change going on in the last probably, I think, five to ten years. We've sort of slowly been coming up to, you know, some of the change across... Um, society and things but uh, certainly I think more recently I'm finding more and more people joining uh, within conversations chats and redefining what it is to be a CEO or leader and as you said you know there's um, plenty of different people that can take up that role. And so what makes you different from from the the previous fold? Well look I, th I mean you know you can look at age and that's one thing obviously but it's more around I think the perspectives and how you connect with community and people and yep. look we're obviously in a society at the moment that um, people are well engaged with what they want uh, what's important to them the values of you know their daily lives and how that connects to a company and so I think look you know historically there's obviously been quite a, a structure hierarchical or, or whatever it is and uh, nowadays we're operating in a 24 hour seven days a week highly engaged consumer and uh, employee audience so being able to understand how to operate in that environment uh, compared to the historical thing is probably key. 
Well, I love it because you're up and about, you're moving around. And before we find out about what Element does, because it's it's one of those, I'm going to put the question out there. Does anyone know what Element does? But we're going to find out from you. Mm. But you were the CEO of Football West for a good many years. And uh, I first, that's where I first met you. And I will never forget it. A media engagement comes. This mm. is a media engagement. People do door stops all the time, yeah. and uh, you know, well, people who are required to do them all well, the time. They do. The you know, heads it's off. not a very everyday person experience. So a door stop is one of those interviews you see on TV outside a literal door. You're being bailed up by a media pack and asked a few questions if you're a talking head of a business or a corporation. Well, that's a really good point. Not everyone's doing it, but nah. those that are heads of. But you did one with uh, with the premier and certain other dignitaries that were around, and a certain fly landed on your face. And <laughs> Where is yeah. that bugger? One certain fly. Were you on first uh, name basis with this guy? Yeah, look, look we, we've spent time together. Louis. Uh, <laughs> Louis, I think it was. Um, yeah, you look, you're right. Um, I had some great sort of media experiences over the role at Football West, and, yeah. and certainly different to some media that I did in previous roles. But this one, um, you know, I should provide some context first. Uh, it's <laughs> it's summer. Mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, the Premier and I talked a number of times is that, you know, when it's 40 degrees, you're handed a scarf, which is wool. Uh, we both suffer a little bit of irritation with the wool. So these the are skin. football scarves. Yeah. These are the, Correct. Yep. The so, colours. That's right. So we were there to uh, announce the WA government support for the Women's World Cup. Yep. Well, I think 38 degrees, I've been regularly, unfortunately, getting sunburnt, so here's a free tip. You know, if you're going to do media, put some sun cream on, because, mm. of course, you're standing out there for some time. But hang on, hang on, before mm. you go there further, because sunscreen, that wouldn't be good for cameras, though, would it? Well, it has a shine. Shine, So then yeah. you would want to make sure you put a bit of loose powder over the top, that cornflower kind. Yeah, so, yeah. look, I can give some tips offline to those that are interested <laughs> on the different types hey, of sun cream. So the podcast, is, this is what it's all about. That's right. I know. know. <laughs> I remember uh, Lee Sales, actually, when I was uh, there with ABC, uh, yeah. gave me some tips on... Uh, the complexion. Yeah. Oh, we've got some similarities there. Because you've got, you got a bit of ginger about you. Well, yeah. look, let's not go that far. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think we've... we've you and I are, are very alike. We've, yeah. we've got some heritage there. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, so I had some sun cream, uh, which I've used, but this time I remember forgetting the sun cream again. Uh-huh. It was going to be a long presser. I could feel that. So we're standing there, wool, irritated. I also suffer terrible hay fever, so now I want you to bring some wind into this (laughs) and uh, lots of uh, claritine. So we're standing there and uh, the Premier's had a couple of goes uh, to reel off the key lines and flies were just a, a big factor. And were the camera operators occasionally saying, listen, Premier, we need you to say that again because the fly was really distracting or they're just kind of going with it? He was stopping himself. He was going, no, I'm out. Yep. And, you know, everyone was having a good chuckle. So I went to myself, okay, look, (laughs) I've been here before with flies. You know, I've spent a lot of time in in remote regional Western Australia. I'm comfortable with this. Um, I'm just going to get up there. We're going to get this one done, you know, one take. So focus. Let's go deliver. Um, now, I did feel the fly, right? So <laughs> it, it sort of, I think, landed sort of at the top, just above the eye, okay. a little bit of the tickle line. And I'm going, okay, well, what do you do? Do you swat? 
Okay. Um, that's natural. You're that's, allowed. You're allowed to swat. But the problem is with the volume of the flies and the Premier had just been through it, he's swatting the entire time, yeah. Yeah. which isn't good. No. Um, so I just, I just went for it. Um, kept talking. Kept talking. The fly um, navigated its way from the eye to the nose to the edge <laughs> of the mouth. And look, I nailed the key lines, so that was that was great. Nailed the key lines on Channel Seven, Nine, and Ten News that night. But the big one it made, it made the project. I was about to say it. It really sounds like it made the project. Back in the day, it would have made the panel, as we all laughed yes. our asses off at how hilarious it is that yep. this talking head managed to just go into a zen-like state and ignore the fly on his nose. Correct. I, I was. Uh, I can't remember who the host was. Um, but I remember there was a little bit of uh, interesting behaviour on the, the panel around mm. going, perhaps, you know, this is a little bit bullying, this segment. But <laughs> it sounds a bit robot-like. But I, um, what I, I found interesting, I didn't know that I'd actually made the project. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it's not a show I watch every day. Mm. Neither uh, do most of the country. Well, so you're not alone there. Yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> um, right. But I, I noticed my, my LinkedIn profile just was going bang through the roof. I'm going, what's going on? And uh, it wasn't until uh, – so all the team knew at Football West, right, and then we were driving one day and someone said, oh, oh look, I thought, I thought I should just let you know that the staff are going to bring up a video of you on media. And I said, oh, what did I do? And they said, well, you know, the one of you on the project. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you never got up to speed until I didn't know later. for weeks. Oh. I just thought, oh, I don't know. That is incredible. So, and then there it is. So incredibly <laughs> awkward. Well, but can, I made it. You, you made you know? it. You made it to yeah, the project. Some, some might say you made it to the big stage. Yes. But oh, look, if there's a lesson out there for all of us, and I think um, particularly when you're delivering content to camera, mm. you can be human and swat and do the things, as the Premier has done, mm. or you can be locked in into delivering and trying to get out of there. And no doubt, un- under those circumstances and hearing that story, you, you sort of kind of needed to get that out of the way so that people could move on and get out of the sun. Well, look, and I would say that uh, when it played on the other channels, yeah, you know, and this is one of those things for, as you know, uh, the media cut, for 10 seconds, there's your line, you're fine. Yep. So you, you don't notice the fly. Yeah. The problem is that some sharp person in the back room saw that I've got two minutes here and yeah. the fly's done the entire journey. So normally you wouldn't – I think that's one of the key things for people doing media. They only need a little soundbite here. Exactly. It's rare that they're going to take the entire thing and then play it on oh, actual TV. Very wise words. Very wise words indeed. But there's always an editor back at <laughs> yes. uh, the station yeah. that's looking at this going, we're going to use this for the Christmas reel. And to be fair, if you're not one of the people watching the project, you should be watching the project for that stuff. It's the one of the last places where we're getting some genuine humour out of this content. So, did it really do you any harm to be seen in that context? No, I mean, you know, for for just a bit of context, Year Nine musician we just talked about before. I was a singer. Well, I also I've been holding this one up my sleeve. That's so right. you're a singer and a tuba uh, player. Well, I was a bad tuba player, but Year Nine, uh, <laughs> I fell off the stage. Um, with my tuba and caught it. So you get used to these sorts of things (laughs) and you just get up and go again. I'll give a shout out now to the Stables Bar here in Perth and I fell off their stage at Melbourne Cup. Wasn't drinking, just emceeing ferociously. You're joking. Yeah, I really did. But you know what? Those kind of moments and 
that put you on a stage there. You, what you were talking about was a big announcement, and mm. without doubt, and, and it even carried further uh, the impact. Uh, but from an individual perspective, I think it just shows you also to the, the determination that you had to present that content, get that information out and move on. And yeah. I, I love Under that. pressure. It's the performance background, isn't it's it? It's the performance background. No Woo-hoo! doubt about it. Well, to everyone, the art students, another high five. Thank you. Right. Well, everyone out there, you know, lock it in. The training that you've had to get here is 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 paying off. So, mm-hmm. well done. And James, it, it, it has been a delight to see that, and it still pops up every now and then uh, in, in media training and people's. You know, it's a good example of determination to get there. Now, James. We've got to talk about your current role. Yep. You've just recently taken on uh, the CEO of Element. Um, I think my first chat with you when I uh, discovered that you were, were the CEO at Element was, what the hell is Element? I, I've been on your website. I'm trying to look at find out what it is you do. Can you tell us what you do? Is it okay if I guess first? You, Please do. Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, Element, I'm thinking something gas-related, you know, like the element on the stove. Ooh. Well, look, there's probably... <laughs> Elements of that within within the brand. Don't be nice to me. Do. Shut it down um, if you need to, James. I, I, I think we, we do some work within the gas oh, industry okay. or natural resources. So I'll, I'll run with that. And then we've got a prize as well, which is a free shirt, which has me with the fly uh, on the front as well, I think. I'd buy the tea towel for sure. Yeah, correct. Uh, So, no, I mean, you know, it's a really interesting um, uh, business element. And, And what I saw was a very unique value proposition where they provide advisory services from developing the social policy context all the way to then delivering the projects. Hmm. So this is across industries, across sectors. But if you think about the way that um, industry has traditionally structured, so a big four firm, so, uh, you know, pick any of them. They were accounting firms with auditing, Mm. finance, this. KPMG. KPMG, EY. Yeah. But we've seen over time, and we talked about before, the the change in how society wants to engage with these companies and see advice. So ESG, sustainability, Mm. all this is coming to going that when we build or when we plan or when we design, we have to consider all the broader implications and engagements. So from Element's perspective, traditionally it's been a planning uh, firm, so you know, from a museum through to a tower, through to mm. your property space, whatever you like. But then looking at actually, if you understand the social and economic impact of what you're doing, mm-hmm. then you're going to get better utilization on how people behave with space and place. Um, so bringing that together, there's this really brilliant team from arts, creative, all the way through to how do you get your approval through. Yeah, right. But our number one piece uh, going forward is effectively how can we make what you do better yep. by getting involved from the start all the way through. Now, for for listeners out there, I, I want to dumb it down for me because I'm not the brightest bloke running around. So are we just talking projects, major projects, buildings, developments, government projects, is it just – I'm looking at your face now going, it's just about everything. Have you got a thumbprint on just about every project that's running around? Yeah, we do. And and that's, mm. you know, from the built form through to even just designing that social policy. 
Yep. So if yeah, you think okay. about from back in my days in government or similar, you know, you think government's trying to design a, a framework of how we live or our economy is better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that comes out through investment into infrastructure or programs. And so what we're trying to say is actually if we can get the, bridge that gap, wrong word bridge because it's infrastructure, but <laughs> if you can connect from the start, through to then the delivery of projects, yep. we can actually be a much better and coherent community. So, so, so recent examples that we know that have been contentious mm-hmm. here in Western Australia, you, you look at the, the Optus Stadium when uh, Colin Barnett, the former uh, Premier, was trying to push that through. Mm. The, the issues from uh, public relations through o- to... Cultural, cultural issues. Oh, Government, uh, environmental issues, all of those things were flying on. Is this the sort of thing you guys take control of? Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, you've got the different parts together, but it is going, okay, if you're going to build that infrastructure piece or if you're going to design a policy or services program, you know, uh, so it could be just small arts curation, how do we do that really well? Yeah. Okay, how do we get the insights of community from the broad perspectives Mm -hmm and then put it into something that makes it work. And you're probably also doing a lot of forecasting as to what potential issues may arise. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, yeah. that's from a, an economic perspective, from a social, financial, environmental. Because mm. I think, you know, when we look at the place in which we live, you know, we all talk about the, the tours we've taken over in Europe or travelling in Asia and, oh, wow, that was fantastic. And then you connect it to where you live currently and you're going, okay, I, I've driven past that place or that space that didn't quite work. Mm. You know, they're still for lease or you're not utilising it. How do we actually make Western Australia and our places, or more broadly, vibrant and, you know, contemporary environments? All right. So why is it we haven't heard of you before? Because, you know, I'd like to think I'm slightly worldly, not as worldly as you, Carmen. Oh, no, I'm definitely not worldly. (laughs) No idea. I I know. I went to a a breakfast uh, only the other day and I turned to one person and said, have you heard of this organisation? And then turned to the other and said, have you heard of this organisation? One yes, one no. And it was just interesting that if you've got a thumbprint on so many projects and big ticket items, and I'm talking lots of money, that Optus Stadium, for instance, I don't know if you guys did that or not, but disregard, mm. that you, we don't know or haven't heard of you. Why is that? Well, I think it's it's around, again, the, the way in which uh, businesses have structured previously. So for most of those projects, we'll see a, a prominent front lead, you know, the, the one that's got their banner that sits across it because they've, they've built it or, you know, they're the it's government department. building company or a department, yeah, you're saying? Yeah, correct, okay. correct. Yeah. So, you know, we've always been behind the scenes. Yeah. And, you know, when we look at the team, we've got brilliant expertise and we're renowned for that. But really, the, the, with the growth of the company and then having a look at, hang on a second, if we can harness those different skills together, mm. we can actually make a significant impact on the broader community. So you're renowned for those that know, that Correct. are in the know, but there is potential opportunity for those that don't quite know what you do, they could be using you. That's right. So, you know, <laughs> I, I think the great example is, uh, so as I said before, in Inglewood, you know, there's obviously been some significance of streetscape, buildings, different things. What we're trying to say is that you, when you walk past, when you experience that little bit which goes, that works, yeah. we're sitting there. Uh, so there's a bit of a journey we'll go on to sort of go, okay, yeah, right. If you think of it, cooking, another favourite thing of mine, we're the ones that get the different parts, the ingredients, mix it together, bake it, and then you go, well, that was a nice muffin. 
that works. Okay. Can you give me then any examples of projects in the past that would have benefited from better management that an element would have done or a similar oh, organisation? Now, that, that's, that's a test, isn't it? Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> I want you to name names, you talk about to, places that could have been but, better but while, you, didn't while, work. while you're thinking about it, give you yeah, a couple yeah, of seconds yeah. to think about it. The one thing that I always find with any major project or any development is that it's natural for people – they don't like change. Yeah. They're negative from the very beginning. They don't like it because they're questioning the, the attitude or they're questioning the reasoning behind why we're spending this money yeah. when we could be spending it in hospitals well, or we could be spending it here. But hospitals, you know, they we, we actually need not a bad that money. That would be a good place. <laughs> but in saying that, what you're talking about there, Nick, is multiple stakeholders yeah. and they're, they're individuals, they're ratepayers, they're taxpayers, they're voters. So they've, they've all got to have a say and that's really what you're taking into account, isn't it? Well, that's right. And that's, that's I think, when you look at, you know, as you say, different projects over time that have either been done by government or corporates or community, um, where they don't work is often because you do have a, a prominent group that might have come through. You know, obviously got a bit of a background in stakeholder engagement with different communities, and that's the tension. But if you can harness it, it's great. So I, I think a great example... I don't know whether we did it or not or who was involved, but if we look at East Perth, you know, it's got some, you know, Tuscan feel. Mm. Uh, you know, it's you, know, you walk through, it's lovely trees dropping down, some other broadcast media through there. Mm-hmm. Now, I've worked there for some time and I don't know whether a cafe has lasted more than 12 months. Yeah. Great now, point. you know, that, that, that location close to the city connected now through to, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the stadium or different things, it should be buzzing. Sure. But it doesn't. It's got tumbleweed going through it most of the time. That's right. So, you know, I think that's about looking at those things such as what's your mix in terms of the people that are uh, living within the community, your connection to how you're designing, you know, Mm -hmm. from the businesses, Mm. the types. All of that comes into it. Um, Great point. But, yeah, I mean, East Perth, one of those ones. Uh, you know, maybe it will get there. It's yeah. The amount of times I've walked out of the Royal, looked up that little uh, Tuscan lined or even a bit French provincial yes. looking area, and you think, I didn't even know that was there. Yeah, you, you know, there's a lot there that could be far better utilised. So, great example for Perth people. So, where where to? Are you are you looking to to raise the profile? Because I mean, for a guy of your uh, media experience and leadership that you have brought to the table through Football Western, through Native Title and through all the government other um, organisations you work with. Is this something that you're looking to raise the profile of? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, from a personal perspective, what attracted me to the role is that impact that, you know, legitimately, as we've just said, where I live, where my family or community lives, I want that to be vibrant, mm. to be, you know, reflective of a contemporary community. Mm. Um Oh, wow, I've got a day job where actually through, again, harnessing those different teams, we can make an impact in a, a lot more sectors, but also start driving some of that thought leadership within the space. How do we do things differently? Because community is asking for that. Mm. Um, and it's difficult for companies and communities to actually go, okay, um, great, understand that, but how do we change you know, that's, that's quite an uncertain thing. So being able to fill that space and be able to connect more parts of what it means to live, engage in something is what we're going to be focusing on. 
So what's your opportunity then for media engagement? How do we start to sell this message to the public? What kind of topics do you reckon you'll weigh in on in this role? Because you're not just Western Australia, are you? You're, you're international, you're national, you're, you're, you're in just about everywhere. Yeah, so there's, there's plenty of opportunities. And so it's looking at, uh, you know, obviously one of the key ones at the moment is within the ESG space. Mm-hmm. So ESG is coming across. Just to, just to yeah. describe environmental. Social governance, right. so it's uh, linking up to effectively um, how do we do things in a sustainable way that make a difference yep. to community and to the economy. Yeah, I had to be honest in a meeting about six months ago and say I didn't know what ESG was it's, because it's I've been the out new, of the corporates now the for thing. five it's years. Thing. It's the hot thing going yeah. around. If you aren't involved in ESG, you are out the door. OTD. Um, so out the door. Yeah, got the, got me acronym <laughs> right. But look, that's that's what. Um, you know, we're, we're up and about and doing. I mean, we, we need to be talking about this more and being more involved. Yeah, and so it is when you think about it for the challenges, I guess, in the mining sector at the moment, um, you know, we see them from a community front, from a workforce front. Okay, how do we actually get, you know, from the camps that people are working and living mm. in, plan better? So yeah. there's engagement and, a, a, you know, a good community. Um, you know, that's all the way through, say, again, streetscapes through to creating the precincts. Um, but that's, you know, even when we look across from a defence perspective, mm, so we've okay. got defence sites. Again, each of these companies or sectors have modern challenges mm-hmm. on how they actually get people to engage in line with their values. And so we're seeing that, as I say, across sectors and unpacking that and being able to start driving the thought leadership on how do we design better will make a big difference. And by getting the public on board through media engagements, the job is going to be even more easier for organisations to do, isn't it? I think that's the key because Mm -hmm. ultimately um, we allow those stakeholders that have an opposing view to have more of a voice. Mm. And when you only got one voice out there, it's it's sort of hard not to, to align yourself with that or think that's the truth or that's the only thing that we've got here. We've got to hear from the other side and we've got to hear uh, everyone involved. Multiple voices, and it diverse voices. Yeah, correct. And it doesn't have to be, I think this is the key part, it doesn't have to be the answer. No. So this is around changing the conversation to say let's have the conversation on correct. what it would be like to live and work and engage in a modern society that we like. Yeah, and we know that in social media, the loudest voices tend to come from the naysayers or those that are probably the minor voices of all of the things that are going on, but um, they are vocal. They're organised. They get out there and they, they, they make their statements. They make themselves known, mm. whereas a lot of the think that we can hide behind our desks and be silent about it and it'll go away. It doesn't go away today. It's, it hangs around. James, really impressed with your leadership at uh, at Football West. And one of the things that caught my eye was the fact that you um, were prepared to invest in the people around you. And that by that, I mean the young footballers that were coming through and you did some media training there for them so that they're the voices, they're the future, they're the people that uh, they're not just kicking a round ball around uh, coming up towards the World Cup. They are the spokespersons. They're the people that are inspiring the, the next generation of people coming through. And that to me is real leadership when you're investing in them because that they are the future. Yeah, absolutely. I think... You know, we talked earlier around what it's like to be a leader now. Now, it's fine as a, you know, CEO by title, that's fine. But I sort of go, look, what we're doing is demonstrating that it's a safe and positive space to step into and engage so that those Mm -hmm. around us can actually then fill that space. 
Success for me as a leader in any organisation isn't actually determined on you and your profile. Those days are gone. Mm. Um, so it's actually, as you say, investing in the people. We'll be doing the same again at Element because they're different perspectives to your own. They've got great insights and experiences. Mm-hmm. But they're also, you know, you're effectively a custodian for that organisation for sure. a period of time. So. I, I love, you know, recently obviously stepping out of the Football West, you know, seeing, again, there's a great article, uh, Sarah Duplessis, Sam Kerr, discussion carrying that narrative on. So, mm. you know, you go, actually, it doesn't matter if I'm in the chair or not because we're still on a movement and there's a lot more people involved in it. And that's the key thing, I think, for any leader in any industry at the moment. Do you think there's also greater emphasis to invest in the people around you because you have to be far more competitive as an employer these days and keep the right people in your team? Yeah, I mean, you have to create a space that people feel that they are valued, that they are actually valued, and that they get the skills and support, right, to be able to thrive. Yeah. Um, And so it's not a dictating here, 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 you know, because they will all have, I think the key for a media perspective or a communications, you're all going to have your own individual X factor style, mm. right? And so we want to be able to use that strengths-based, support them to do their thing. They're not going to be the same as me and they're probably going to be better in many ways. Some will be funnier, some won't be, mm. but that's okay. Collectively, as you say, if there's a journey in space for them, off they go. I, I think there's so many great messages there for all leaders that are, uh, whether you're a leader of a, a large organisation um, or a small, medium to, to micro-sized businesses, that you have to use the people around you as your assets. You've got to embrace them. You've got to actually empower them to be your voice. And I, I, I always laugh at the, 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 I guess the, the leadership team that keeps their people down because they're too worried they'll that get they're going to get poached yeah. and that they'll move on to another brand. But the problem is, as a CEO or as a leader, I'd be too worried that I don't empower them and mm. don't give them the tools. They'll we'll look elsewhere. That's well, not, right. And not just not look elsewhere, but they'll still hang around here and be useless to me. Yeah. So we've got and to bitter and twisted and kind of stick the knife in from yeah. the inside. Let's be frank. That's what people do. <laughs> you know, I really liked hearing you say too that some of your people around you, when you when you for example, media train them, they're all going to have their own style. So one might be funny, one might be more reserved, one might be better than you, but yeah. you've got to embrace that no matter what. Oh, that's right. I mean, I, I, uh, I won't go into specific details, but I think you know the key message is around also um, making sure we create a, a safe enabling space for people to start their media journey yeah. as well, right? Um, I think my first one without any training uh, oh, was... Yeah. Uh, it's either seven thirty report or four corners. Oh yeah, just two. nice soft start, just, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't, just do ease commu- into don't do community don't radio. Do community <laughs> just just let's just go nice. on to a national program. That's that, right. Yeah. So that, I <laughs> so mean, how'd that go? Uh, well, uh, you know, I, I went through all sorts of reflections on myself through because that it journey. wasn't supposed to be you. It was. Well, it wasn't supposed to be. I was. Uh, I was the. Uh, last person surviving, um, and so I, I was scheduled to be rolled out. I mean, I did have – I was a little bit conflicted. I had, a, obviously, an advisory board role with it, with the ABC at the time. Yep. So, um, but it was one of those challenging ones where you go, uh, what would I have been, 26, 27. Awesome. First thing, here you go, you know, um, floodlights on, <laughs> giddy up. Um Thankfully, someone came in at the last minute to slightly save me. But I think that is that one of going, so there will always 
be a time or a place that you'll need your training, mm. right? Whether it is actually in the media or just, you know, talking to community. Oh, facilitating an event. You've been asked to speak to represent Correct. your organisation yep. on a panel. There are so many occasions when you need to be out of front with confidence. That's right. So invest early so that they can actually have the scaffolding experiences or little bits of scar tissue to build up for that one that might not be the best. And leadership is not just the you know the number one leading from front. It's leadership is also about empowering those people to come up and step up with you to be that asset. And I think that's what media does look for is that they don't always want to talk to the CEO. They want to talk to the case studies, the people that have hmm. been part of the program or know what's going on. It's just it's not just the top guy that they always want to talk yeah. to. And, uh, look, I would also say, I mean, I, I've been privileged that across the different media events, um, if it's well, predominantly they've been politicians, but, mm. you know, some not, um, they've actually been really good at enabling the space in those press conferences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just going, yep, have a go, get in there, all good. Yeah. Um, and that's quite a good, you know, really important thing when you're involved in one of those pieces. How good is Mark McGowan on a doorstop? Is he the Premier of Western Australia? Is he any good? Are you allowed to say that? Is he? He's very good. Good. I, I, um, Straight back. I, that's right. I've, I've seen him <laughs> score a goal. I've seen him miss a goal. And uh, an own goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably a few own goals as well, like, like they are. But I, I think, you know... That's that one again for people to understand. When you when you watch the news and you see the one minute, these are people. They're all just real people having a mm. go, and they make mistakes. They do, and you got to remember too: doorstops and interviews. They can go for thirty five, forty minutes, mm. and they're only going to grab seven seconds. So uh, let's let's just reflect on that. What, what other content goal was missed, or you know, yeah. what messaging wasn't coming through? Hey, we've got to finish up, James. We could talk to you for hours. <laughs> um, good luck with the new role, CEO of Element. Well done. Loved your work at Football West, and also to love your leadership style. Uh, I'm a big fan. You know that, and uh, and it's the sign of the future. I think you know CEOs and leaders need to step up from behind the desk, talk. Like real people. Like real people. people yeah. And also to build up the teams around you. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have it all falling on yourself. Not like you and you and I, Carms, because, you know, I depend on you heavily. Of course. To get this podcast yeah. going. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's how we do it. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. James, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do that? Oh, you can find me on LinkedIn if you like, and then also head to our website. Well uh, done, Element. And tell you what, you work out what it is. It just takes a little longer on the website to work out what they do. That's right, and uh, check out the fly video as well while you're there. Fly video. Well, we'll have that in the show notes. We definitely will. James Curtis from Element, thank you very much for joining us there on The Experts. Carm's another great one. Yeah, loved it. And uh, we'll have another expert and another media next week. Look forward to having your company then. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.